I've often wondered what that moment was like when I came into this world. When I came out of my mother's womb and I saw the light for the first time. I don't remember it. My memory's not that good. But I've also I've often wondered what happened to me when I first saw the light. When I first saw the sun, when I first saw the light of this world and the light that is all around us. Did you know that this light, this life, this planet is lit by the sun? It's pretty obvious, right? We see the sun in the morning. We see the sun in the afternoon. We see it as it rises. We see as it sets. But did you know that that sun is vital to the life of this planet? Let me tell you how much that we need the sun in our lives. The sun, firstly, gives vital vitamin D to our bodies to help us live. Then the sun gives the vegetation that we eat, or that some of us eat, the energy which causes plants to grow through a process called photosynthesis. It, it helps them to grow and produce fruits. That The sun brings enough warmth to our planet so that the trees and the plants can be kept alive. And it's through the trees and the planets that they give off oxygen that we're allowed to breathe so that we can live. Because without oxygen, we die. Without these vital food sources, both us and the animals that we eat, some of us who eat animals, the animals that we eat, we would all die and so we would starve. Even the artificial light that you see today would be impossible without the sun. Without the sun, there would be no oil or no coal. There would be no solar energy, which helps produce electricity so that you can switch your lights on, so that you can switch the heat on in your house. Even the wind is caused by the sun heating our atmosphere. Without the sun, we would be dead. We would not be here. The, the light of the sun in the sky, it gives us physical light. And without this light, we would be in darkness and we would be in death. When I grew up, I had a friend called Mark. He lived about uh, uh, two, two blocks away from where we lived. And I would often go around his house. And, and he lived next door uh, to... Uh, uh, a kid who was about our similar age. I wasn't really friends with this guy, but sometimes we'd go over his house and this guy had a problem. He was addicted to video games and his parents put no boundaries in it. So he was all the time on video games. And so he would, he would wake up in the morning, play video games. And last thing he would do before he'd go to bed at night would play video games. He had all the latest, uh, uh, all the latest equipment. And back then we didn't have PlayStation or Xbox. We didn't have or um, any, anything like that. You have today. We had something. The latest invention was something called an Atari ST. It was like the greatest invention ever. And uh, look back on it now, I'm like, whoa. And then he had a Game Boy, and I wanted a Game Boy. But but he had all this stuff. And what we found out is, I would go over his house, and the only time he would leave his house would be to go to school. Otherwise, he would just be playing on video games. And every time we went around his house, I'm like, dude, you look sick. You know, I'm like, he would, he would, I would look at it and his face would be like white and he would look ill. He'd look like he was like death warmed up. 
And, and as I would look more at him, I'm like, he just looks different to us. And he would like be white and he would look sick. He even looked like a jellyfish, almost like you could see right through him. And the reason was is because he never had any sunlight. And in England, you have a little sunlight as it is. So when the sun comes out, go outside, get your vitamin D. But he didn't at all. And I want, I've often wondered, I wonder if he like has a lot of illnesses and stuff now because he had no sunlight, no vitamin D in his body. See, what happened, the lack of sunlight kind of distorted his look, so he looked ill, he looked on death's door. Because darkness will eventually make you into something that you weren't meant to be. And ultimately, the darkness will destroy your life. So if the sun that lights this planet, that gives warmth to this planet, which is millions and millions of light years away, gives us physical light, then I want to know what, oh sorry, physical life, then I want to know what can give life to our heart, what can give life to our soul, and what can give life to our spirit. John chapter 1, the gospel of John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5 tells us this. It says, in the beginning, before anything was created, before there was anything, in the beginning, before there was any light, before there was any humans, before there was any planet earth, any vegetation, any animals, before there was any TV, before anything, in the beginning, John says, the word already existed. It says, the word was with God and the word was God. So John's saying that that there's this being, this word that is God. It said, he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. So this thing called the word, this being is now a him. It's a person. And he he existed in the beginning before there was anything. And now everything that was created was created through him. And John says, and nothing was created except through him. The word, this being, it says, gave life to everything that was created. Gave life to everything. Gave life to you and to me, to the trees, to the plants, to the animals. And it says, and his life, this person, this one who created in the beginning, his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. John tells us that there was one who gives life to the spiritual world that we live in. For you were created not just as a physical being like a tree or a plant. But in fact, you were created also as a spiritual being. And there is a spirit that lives within you. It's the thing that that makes you think. It's the thing that, that makes you function as you do. Makes you have relationships with each other. It, it makes you uh, come and worship a de- deity. There is a spirit within each and every one of you. And the one that John speaks about, there is a name. He is called the Son. 
But not the son, S-U-N. It is the son, S-O-N. And that this son is the son that brings life to your spirit, to your soul, and to your heart. And so this morning, I want us to discover who is the son. Who is the son? There's a, a, there's a story in, in the Bible, in the New Testament. It's found in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to read uh, of this story, and this is what it says. It says, at the time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken where Cornelius was governor of Syria. All returned to their, uh, their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first son, her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, the same night this baby was born, that very night, there were shepherds who were staying in a field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by a sign. And you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. So you've got these group of shepherds who went to work on any normal night. They were working the night shift, and so they went up into the hills, and they were looking after their flocks of sheep. And then suddenly, in the midst of just everyday life, something incredible happened. They encountered a great light. A light so great that they were amazed and even terrified of the light. It was brighter than anything they had ever seen before. And out of this bright light appeared an angel. And this angel glowed with a radiant light. But this light wasn't the light that John talked about, the one who would light the world. The reason this angel glowed with this light is because this angel had spent its entire existence with the one true light. The light that would extinguish the darkness. The one light that would light the world. The light that would bring light and life to this dark and dying world. 
as these shepherds suddenly heard the angels speak, they heard about the light. They heard about the one who was the savior of the world. They heard about the one who was the Messiah. And the Messiah was the one who was prophesied years ago in ancient Israel that he would come and save God's people. They heard about the one who is the Lord, who one day every knee will bow down before, and one day every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And so what did they do? They decided, either sit here, take it all in, think I was tripping on some crazy thing that I must have drunk that night, or go and see for themselves. And so they had to go and act. And life is like that. How many of you in the winter, when the winter comes, you just want to stay at home, you want to veg in front of the TV, you want to watch ABC's 25 Days to Christmas, like the whole marathon all the time, and you just don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to go to the, the stores because they're crazy. You just want to sit home and you want to like veg on turkey, right? I mean, that's what a lot of people want to do in the winter, but when the summer comes, it's like you're a different person. It's like you get up in the morning, it's like six in the morning, you're like, whoa, what are we going to do today? Let's go out. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to eat. Let's go to the inner harbor. Let's go for a walk, you know. And, and that's what we like because when there is light and life and summer, we want to get up and act where we see the light. And that was the shepherds. They saw the light, so they decided to get up and act. And this is what happened. And we can learn a lot from these shepherds that night. The first thing that they did is they heard. They heard. Luke 2 verses 10 to 11 says, But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Messiah, sorry, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. The shepherds heard that night. They heard that the Savior, the one who would come and save men from their sins, had come. They heard that the Messiah, the one who would rescue God's people, had come. They heard that the Lord, the one that we are to bow down before and worship, had come. The one who the Jewish people for centuries had been waiting for had come. He was the one that the shepherds knew had been promised to bring salvation to all, to save people from their sins, to save people from death, and to save people from the pain and the heartache of this life. They heard how this light would bring joy and love and peace and hope to all mankind. See, as soon as they saw the light, they listened. And I ask you today, are you listening this Christmas? Are you listening this Christmas? See, God was trying to speak to those shepherds on that first night. God was trying to reveal to those shepherds that the light of the world had come. And I believe that this Christmas, God is trying to speak to you as well. 
And God is trying to tell you that the one, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has come. It's called the good news. Are you listening? Or is the noise of what Christmas has become drowning out the voice of God? There's an old Christmas song that we hear on the radio every year. It's sung in some churches. And it was written in 1962, and it describes the conversations of different beings that hear the light. For the night wind said to the little lamb, can you hear what I hear? And the little lamb said to the shepherd boy, can you hear what I hear? And the shepherd boy said to the mighty king, Can you hear what I hear? And I ask you this morning, can you hear what I hear? Can you hear what those shepherds that night, that very first Christmas heard? Can you hear it? Can you hear that God is saying that there is a Savior, a Messiah, a Lord who is to be worshipped and adored? He has come to save his people from his sins, to rescue God's people from the pain and the heartache of this world. Can you hear? The shepherds heard. But not only that, the shepherds saw. They also saw as well. Luke chapter 2 verses 13 to 16 tells us this. It says, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let us see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. They say that seeing is believing. We live in a visual world. We no longer just talk about things. We show people. We say, hey, I saw this video on YouTube. And then we get out our phones and we show it to people. We're like, hey, there was this time where we just had this great moment together. Let me show you the pictures of that great moment. We live in a visual world. We have to see it in order to believe it. When I was a kid, I hated books, especially books without pictures. Even today, I like books with pictures. And I could never imagine like reading words. It was just boring to me. I wanted to see something until I learned the art of reading and then using my imagination to make a picture of what I'm reading. But these shepherds didn't have to imagine that night. They didn't have to make a picture uh, in their own minds of what the angels had told them, of what they had heard. But instead, they got to go and see for themselves. Firstly, they saw the angels rejoicing with great joy. And they must have thought, whatever this is, I must see it. If I could just have that joy that the angels have. So the shepherds trotted down from their hills. They went to the town. 
where the boy was born. And they went to see the son. They were overwhelmed. They had to see the one who would bring life and light to all men. And I ask you this Christmas, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Are you seeing what millions across this globe are seeing? For they're seeing a light, the light. They're seeing the one who brings hope, the one who brings joy, the one who brings peace, and the one who brings love. They are seeing a Savior, a Messiah, a Lord. Maybe you've heard, now it's time to see. Now it's time to see. For the angels heard, they saw, and they told. They told. Luke chapter 2, verses 17 to 18, it says, After seeing him, the angels told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. See, when you experience the light, you have to tell everyone. This summer, if you go to vacation in Seattle, you're probably going to come back. You're like, yeah, it was a good time. That's it. You're probably not going to tell anyone about it because it's rainy and it's miserable. And there's Microsoft there, you know. Maybe you might get some good Starbucks, but that's about it. But if this summer, if you go to Bora Bora, now you're going to come back and you're going to tell everyone about it. You'll say, the ocean was blue. The sand was white. It was perfect. It was wonderful. You know why? Because when the light shines, it makes everything seem so much better, so much brighter, so much nicer. You can see clearly. You'll say, I was in the, I was in the ocean and I could see my feet. That would be nice if you went to Ocean City and you could see your feet, right? Instead of not knowing what's swimming around you. Because the light brightens everything up so that you can see. And the shepherds were no different to any of us. Their eyes had been opened by the light. They could now see for the first time. Not physically see, but they could see their hearts and they could see their souls and they could see their spirits for the first time. Their lives now had purpose. They could feel the spiritual process of photosynthesis happening to their soul. And this Christmas, I stand up here with the privilege of being able to tell you of the wonder of this light. That there is a light that shines in the darkness. That there is a light that extinguishes the darkness. And the darkness cannot put this light out, for this light shines. And for those this morning, if you've experienced the one, the true light of the world, don't hesitate, but go and tell people. Tell them that in the darkness, that there is a light that shines. The shepherds went and told everyone. They told it on the mountains that there is a Savior, a Messiah. The Lord had been born, the light of the world. The one had come who would overcome the darkness. And he has a name, and his name is Jesus. Jesus, the light of the world. 
this Jesus who came in the form of a baby, lived a perfect life, died a terrible death, miraculously rose from the dead. He came to expel the darkness and to show you what the light reveals. And the light reveals this. There is a God in heaven who loves you. There is a God in heaven who forgives you. There is a God in heaven who wants to give you joy, peace, love, and hope. There is a God in heaven who wants to save mankind from their sins. And it is this light, Jesus Christ, who has come to tell that. And today you can experience that love, that joy, that peace, that hope. You can experience what it really means to be saved from your sins. Through the life and the death of this one we call Jesus. We no longer have to live in darkness. But we have the opportunity to come into this light and experience real life. And that is life being right with God. Experience eternal life. That's a life that is everlasting. Meaning that one day when we pass from this life and we go to the next, that we will be able to carry on and live and not be condemned into darkness for eternity. It means that we can experience the joy of the salvation of Jesus Christ. This Christmas, it's time to step out of the darkness and into the light. Give your life fully to Christ and you will experience the light, the one true light, the light that lights the world and gives life to everyone. Let's bow our heads in prayer.